0: This is Mouth Media Network covering the business of lifestyle.
1: This episode of All Possibilities is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio.
0: As you all know, I had my first baby back in February. Jonathan is an absolute joy, and it took a conscious commitment to spiritual growth to help me get past fears that were holding me back from starting a family. This is part of a series of episodes focused on what is possible in pregnancy, birth, and having a family. Whether you're thinking of having a family, have written it off for a variety of reasons, wanting to delay it, or you have your own worries about it, you'll learn about tools and techniques you can use, how to overcome fear, And what it takes for you to embrace your own circumstances, whatever they may be. Meet Lisa Wolfson, medical Reiki master and teacher who works with Raven Keys, featured in episode number 19. Lisa was there at the hospital for my own labor and delivery. You'll hear a very candid conversation about my own fears, what it took to bring Jonathan into the world, and the spiritual transformation it became welcome to the all possibilities podcast i'm your host julie chan intuitive life purpose coach and founder of being my purpose together let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities Lisa, it is such an honor to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here.
0: So we met when uh, Raven, actually Raven Keys, who was on the podcast earlier, um, introduced us because I I was pregnant at the time and I was interested in seeing how I could bring in someone who has medical Reiki experience in the birthing room. And so that was how she introduced us. And uh, you've even uh, had a couple of sessions. It was one, right? Like one session of like a pre-session that you did for Reiki. Um, Maybe it was like a week before I actually gave birth. And then you were there for many, many hours (laughs) uh, at the actual birth. So, um, Lisa and I know each other very well now from that perspective, and so <laughs> this is extremely well and And so this is really exciting for me to get to know you on a deeper level uh, as well. So I'm really, really happy you could be here today.
1: I'm honored.
0: Thank you. Let's start off by having you share what what inspired you to be a medical Reiki master.
1: Um, well, my journey started several years ago. I'm a breast cancer survivor. Ten years um, it will be this November. And um, when I embarked on that journey, I was looking for different um, forms of healing and relaxation and things for myself. I've always been on a holistic path, but I really started to re- direct myself at that point. And I became a health coach. I went to Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And through there, I found a women's wellness center that I was doing volunteer work with women with breast cancer, as well as, I think, fulfilling a need in, in myself on my journey. And I was introduced to Reiki there. And I um, studied, had an offer to study the first level of Reiki, and I did. wasn't really sure where I was going with it or what I was going to do. I just knew it resonated with me. And then I was introduced to Raven by a fellow student from that class that did further studying with Raven, and I joined an intensive Reiki class with Raven over a weekend of Reiki one and two, and things took off from there. It was an instant connection between um, Raven and I, and, and I studied Reiki with her, but we also talked about her experiences in the operating room, and then I went on from there to be the medical Reiki master that was in Raven's surgery when she had um, kidney surgery, and from there it kind of took off working with Raven with medical Reiki and going into the operating room with people and then moving on to having that level of experience and then being the only um, teacher for Raven Keys Medical Reiki International. So I teach medical Reiki as well as go in with people. So it kind of all took off from there. Wow. Yeah.
0: It takes a certain kind of person to want to do Reiki in an operating room I would think yeah. what how would you characterize that like what what do you need to be able to do that
1: um it's an extremely and it's an intense experience you have to have a lot of focus um, also, trust in yourself because when everything gets underway in that operating room, you really have you have to rely on just yourself. everyone there, all medical staff is working together, and you're sort of the outsider because you're commissioned by the patient, not the hospital, so you really have to kind of have that ability to go within to be able to determine what you need to do and be able to guide yourself through the system. So, um, That's why Raven set up the training to take um, Reiki masters to that next level. So when we do medical Reiki training, we're not really teaching anyone a form of Reiki. We're teaching them how to take their skills and be able to exist in the hardcore operating room, how to be there, how to be focused and be there the whole time just for the patient. So it really takes a lot of desire and that ability to go within and kind of block out everything else that's going on everything that you might see here or be exposed to and just stay focused on what your role is and that's to be there for the person
0: hmm. how do you even train someone because I would imagine many Reiki pr- practitioners are used to you know the meditation music it's a quiet environment they're able to focus because the environment is conducive for that and then you have this crazy operating yeah. room where there's probably blood everywhere um I don't know if I'm over exaggerating no, but not. but there there's definitely other things that can really trigger someone
1: yeah well we we're the training is basically drawing from your reiki training of being able to center yourself go within focus focus on channeling the reiki and just focus on your client so we always say that we're kind of existing in two worlds so we're in the operating room to watch for cues and signs and things that we need to do is know especially if we have to get out of the way or be aware of something but we're also going within so that we're just Focusing on our client and trying and blocking the rest of it out. So it takes that discipline and a lot of that comes from the Reiki training, from meditating and from really understanding the importance of it and the training that we do really focuses on people being more seen and not heard really staying in the background really focusing on our patient and not everything else that's going on let everyone else do our job their job and we do ours a raven always says that we're the one there that's solely responsible for the patient And our role never changes, although people are coming in and out and shifts are changing and things are changing throughout. Our role stays constant and is we have one purpose to be there for the patient. So that's really what we train people in and to be able to block everything else out and also make them be aware of what they're going to see because some people don't know. You don't know until you're in that situation. So we kind of give it all to them straight, what you're going to see, what you're going to experience, and let them through the training make their own decision if they think that this is for them or not. Mm.
0: From the patient perspective, what benefits have they seen from bringing someone into the operating room that's solely for them and doing Reiki? Um.
1: Most of the people, one of the main things that I hear from people is that they felt much calmer than they thought they would be, Help them try to stay focused. I also think it gives people that security that there's somebody there solely for them so as they see during the day especially if there's delays and they're waiting a while in priya they see shift change and and you know nurses switch shifts they see they may think they're having one anesthesiologist but they're detained so they have someone else there's all different things going on but the one constant is the reiki master so they know that they have someone there for them really just looking out for them, advocating for them, and is there as a constant. And someone there that if they need that calming, that person's there. It's just a calming force, and they also know that that person's not going to leave them. A lot of times right before we go into the OR, people will say, please don't leave me. Promise me you're not going to leave me. And I always tell them, I'm here for you. I'm here for you the entire time. And it gives people a sense of comfort that there is that person there that has that one purpose and focus throughout the day. It also calms people a lot, helps them to stay focused, helps them to, it helps their healing process as well. A lot of people observe that they take a lot of less medication afterwards, that their healing is accelerated, that they might even go home a little quicker than expected. So all of those things are benefits as well.
0: Are you involved in the research studies that I know Raven and, and Dr. Feldman is it um, yeah. are doing? There is um
1: board of directors for medical Reiki Works, which is what the company that's going to be that is raising the money for the medical Reiki study. And I am involved and I'm an advisor to the board and we're working now to get this research off the ground and I will be one of the medical reiki masters um involved in in the actual research meaning going into the OR and helping with you know collecting the data and all to basically um prove the efficacy of reiki in in the operating room so we are on our way with that mm. definitely
0: that's very exciting yeah
1: yeah there are some studies of of how Reiki has helped people prior to some afterwards and stuff, but there's n- been no no um, research on Reiki in the operating room. So we're really trying to do that. And then probably next phase would be Reiki in the chemo suites and how it's helping people as they're on their cancer journey. But mm. the main first focus is, is in the operating room.
0: Mm. You have the perspective of being a breast cancer survivor, and and what this can do for for someone who's in that situation. Um, did you go through chemotherapy and and did you do Reiki chemo- also, or, or was this um, was this not on your radar back then?
1: I had um, chemotherapy and, and radiation. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have Reiki while I was going through my treatments. I really, afterwards is when I did my study. So in in hindsight, I, I wish I had had someone with me and to help me and to keep me calm and for that focus and also to accelerate the healing process. You know, when I had my chemotherapy and I would... Be there you'd see a lot of women by themselves having treatments just because in in the interest of time and schedules someone couldn't be with them and it would have I think back and how nice it would have been for them to have someone there, supporting them in that way, and also doing Reiki on the medications before they're administered to help with all that healing process, to have someone doing Reiki for you prior to chemo, doing it after to help move the toxins through your body. I've done Reiki for people going through treatments. And they've commented on how they fared much well, better with the side effects after having the Reiki, so it definitely would have been a big difference for me. So
0: You had mentioned that you were there in the operating room when Raven did her surgery. Yes what was that experience like, like knowing um I think Raven calls in angels when yes. she's doing Reiki. Is that something that you do? What, what's the, the process? Kind of walk us yeah. through what that experience was like for you.
1: Yeah, I do too. We, um, when we study Reiki, we um, do some meditations to um, kind of get, connect with a guide who is your person that will help you on your journey and when you're administering Reiki. And we do it in the medical Reiki training as well because, as I said, you're alone a lot of the time. My guide is Archangel Michael and Raven's is is um, Gabriel. So when... I was going into um, surgery at Raven. I did a lot of research on Archangel Gabriel to be able to call in Archangel Gabriel and to speak from some experience to work with the Raven. So it was a pretty remarkable experience. We we called in the angels. We worked um, together um, on that, and it was it was sort of an on the job training because in in the um, pre op. And post op as well, Raven was telling me, leading me through what to expect. There was no formal training for medical Reiki at the time when I went in with Raven, so she kind of gave me a little bit of what to expect in there in the hospital as well, telling me where to go get my mask and my hat and what was going to happen next. And then when we actually walked into the operating room together and obviously called in Gabriel and Michael and and then Raven was put under anesthesia, it was like, what do I do now? Because she wasn't there to instruct me anymore. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was on my own. And it it was... Um, a remarkable experience. It was a little difficult to see your mentor in that situation and to also be responsible for channeling Reiki and kind of holding her life in your hands. It was an honor. It was an amazing experience. I think I was just kind of going... On autopilot, just doing what I needed to do and then looked back at it later to see how, you know, to realize what a profound experience it was. But I got a lot of, a lot of understanding and training from that experience, watching everyone in the operating room, seeing what needed to be done and then following um, Raven into recovery and staying for a while there as well with her. And then the medical Reiki training was born after that experience, and I think having done that without the training, I know how valuable the training is, how mm-hmm. important it is for someone to to have that kind of training. To imagine someone not have, being able to be instructed by Raven the way I was in the hospital before and after and have that guidance of what was going to happen when she went under, it would have been a much different experience. So I think that the training is you know invaluable to you know for all medical reiki masters thinking of
0: working in this setting. one question I have that's that's been on my mind is when when people go into the operating room anyway my my theory is that that angels are helping them regardless yes. of whether someone is is there to mm-hmm. to give them reiki so how how do you see the two
1: um I think that everybody has certain guides or their person that's there for them. I think when a medical Reiki master is there, you can put different, I guess, observance or importance on it, meaning that together with that person, you're helping to draw attention to that they're not alone, to help them focus and call in their guides, to feel that as well as being Supported emotionally, but they're being supported physically by your presence and then having that connection and calling in that person's guides as well helps that person to really feel supported and feel that that true presence and that someone is there holding space and working with whoever their guide is to make sure that everything goes well for the person. So I think it put, just brings it to another level. We all have some, you know, level of faith or whatever it is that we believe in, but it's sort of having someone there to, to bring it into focus at that time is what I look at it as, it's just an added benefit to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And and there is there a benefit in kind of having more kind of, um people with this focused intention on sending healing or being a channel for healing like if if you let's say i go into an operating room god forbid but there's there's just me and i'm probably like under anesthesia at that point so having other people there um to have focused attention with he uh focused on healing yeah. will actually enhance The benefit.
1: You have people holding space for you and focusing that intention. And I think it helps the patient because it's a mental thing as well. They know that somebody's there, they know that someone's channeling Reiki, they know that there's a benefit to this, whether they've experienced before or just. Or believing it, they know that there is a benefit to someone being there, and this is their purpose. That this is their person sending them that energy. It has an effect mentally, emotionally, physically. It has an effect on them. It's sort of a, it's a confidence that it gives to the person, and it gives them a security that that someone is there and sending healing energy to them. And if people understand the way that energy works and that you can send that energy or channel that energy, then they understand that there is a benefit to it.
0: Coming up, you'll hear Lisa and I talk about my labor and delivery of my baby boy, Jonathan. So uh, Lisa was there every step of the way. And this is actually my first time, Uh, hearing about her perspective so stay tuned Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at All Possible Show You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Are you thinking of starting a family or know someone who is? Maybe you or your significant other are already pregnant and have a lot on your mind. My mission is to empower people to know all possibilities in every part of their lives. And family life is an important part of it. If you feel this may be a helpful resource or perspective for your friends and family, please share this series with them. You never know what kind of confidence, positive outlook, and sense of peace it may bring. Thank you for sharing all possibilities with others. Lisa, let's bring us back to... I don't even remember what date it was. It was (laughs) February. My son was born February 5th, but... There were many days leading up to the actual birth because I um, had to be induced. My doctor didn't let me go past 41 weeks. And so um, Jonathan was already one week late. And and then, you know, you were there every step of the way. But I want to I want to hear from you what your experience was like um, during the Reiki in in the actual birthing room, but also before then. Tell me, maybe maybe you you share with us how this experience was for you.
1: I'm trying to think, when we first met, when we first had we had several discussions. Um, we talked about your birth plan and um, some of the things that you wanted to happen, and we talked about your desire to have as much of a natural birth as possible and the um hypnobirthing. So I was introduced to some things that I hadn't known about before. And the hypnobirthing being one of them. So it was a lot of um kind of new some new concepts and we went through your birth plan, what we what our expectations were and then we had a Reiki session here in the studio and um It was an interesting experience, getting to know you, getting to understand different traditions, things that you wanted to do, and then getting an opportunity to spend that time with you and sensing your energy, seeing the things that you were concerned with, the things that were kind of flowing naturally. And then the whole plan sort of got (laughs) upset. (laughs) And I thought, for me, it was a great experience in just being... Open to whatever happens, to whatever we need to, you know, we need to do. I know we had spoke about um, when you went into labor, meeting you at the hospital and potentially clearing out the space, which is one of the things that I do, bringing in some good um, healing energy and getting you on your way. And when it turned into you being potentially being induced and we talked about it and I remember saying to you if you need me to come clear the space anything you need me to do and you had um originally said you know we'll let you know when it's time to come and then I got the call from your husband (laughs) that Julie would really like you to come and clear the space and I remember it was in the evening and I called an Uber, came over, we cleared the space, did a little bit of Reiki, and then I left you for you and your husband to spend time alone and return the next day. So everything was kind of just free-flowing. We didn't know what to expect, what the plan was going to be, and we just kind of went with it. I think some of the most remarkable things for me was how calm you stayed through all the transitions and all the hours and everything that went on and just allowing me to be there for you in any capacity you needed. There were times when you just needed to listen to, your, listen to your tapes and just do your meditation, and there were times you needed me to do it with you or to do some Reiki, and just kind of watching you flow through it and take command of the time was, was what I think was most remarkable to me. Mm-hmm. And then um being able to help you and get helping you get into certain positions that were easier for you with um in the birthing and some of the most remarkable things for me were when you and Rob were doing the little sway dance which helps with contractions. <laughs> yeah. But it was such a beautiful moment like nobody else was in the room. You know, I helped you guys, and then I told you to lean into your husband a little bit. But then once you got the flow of it, it was like nobody was in the room. Mm. And it was remarkable that labor and childbirth was going on at this time, but it was just you guys were kind of in a zone, knowing what you needed to do. Your mom was there feeding you (laughs) throughout (laughs) till you couldn't eat anymore. And intermittently, we did Reiki, which was beautiful. And throughout I was channeling you energy, working with my guides, and but the whole room just seemed to be filled with such a nice, you know, tranquil energy and in the midst of all the chaos, basically. And that, for me, was a really amazing experience. And we went through, as you know, <laughs> more so for you, so many hours of... So much going on and I remember sitting in the waiting room, then being back in the room, then sitting in the waiting room, being back in the room and doing some of the breathing with you through the yeah, through the um hypnobirth thing. It was just an amazing experience. Oh,
0: for that's me. Fantastic. Let me let me paint the picture of what it was like from my perspective. <laughs> quite the same. It was well what's interesting <laughs> is that um I remember I I really wanted to to work with you because i i knew i had so so many fears and concerns going into the birth and so the pregnancy itself was was really good it's it was considered a high risk pregnancy but mostly because of the the moment i give birth and so it felt like everything was leading to this one particular moment and and i had this fear of Of dying. I had this fear of, of something happening to me. And the doctors wouldn't know what's going on. And, and I I felt very alone in it. Like it was just me and my body and the baby and I, you know, I had to handle it all. And it was also coming from many, many years of of my own medical conditions where because of them uh, as a young child I I felt like I was ingrained with this uh, belief that I was weak that I was physically weak and that I couldn't actually um handle something as as bizarrely unique as giving birth to to a baby and so when I brought you in it was it was like please calm me down <laughs> please you know please do whatever you can to create that environment where I can be calm because I had been reading a lot about how uh fear uh is is sort of the 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 opposite of what you want to have when you are in labor or delivery it basically shuts your body down it, it doesn't allow um your body to to experience the kinds of uh, endorphins or the oxytocin as much, um, because you have adrenaline uh, coursing through your body. And so maybe you won't dilate as much, or maybe you won't progress as much. And, and all I knew was, please just keep the fear at bay, <laughs> and and allow for love and um, calmness and centering to come in. And and so I remember the the pre session because because I had obviously never had a baby before, and it's not something that we really talk about in my family either. Like no one's, or, or even my friends, like we don't really, you know, say, "Hey, let look, walk me through all the details of your experience." It's sort of, I think, society maybe, from my perspective, um paints women as like wanting to be moms and just so excited for every aspect of the pregnancy or birth. And for me, it was very anxiety inducing. So, so having you come in, um, to the studio a week beforehand, just to center me was really helpful. Um, I'm curious, you had mentioned, um, you know when when you were doing reiki on me you i'm i'm assuming like observed different things or maybe you uh, received intuitive messages what what was it that you um kind of discerned from meeting me for the first time and also seeing like what what i was going through
1: um i sensed your fear as we as we had discussed about the um birthing process i could sense the fear little anxiety and just that um need to just kind of let go and go with it. And I told you just it's it's you know, it's going to be fine. You're going to have a beautiful baby. You just need to relax and let go, let go of all those fears, which is a, very hard to do. Mm-hmm. But I just told you once you kind of just lean into it and just let go that you were going to be fine. I can sense the fear, but I knew your body was was fine your baby was fine and it was just that kind of fear of that actual birth moment as you said that was kind of holding you back but that was really it everything else was calm and getting itself ready for Mm. your birth definitely
0: what i also loved was that you um had recommended and and Rob, my husband was there too that he and he has had Reiki training in the past as well that he kind of focus on my feet, yeah. so talk about that for a moment like why why the feet
1: well I mentioned him about the feet because the feet are for grounding we you know we we do a lot of grounding at your feet, and the feet are your feet are also what moves you forward in the world. So I wanted him to work on your feet to kind of ground you to relieve some of those fears, to get you out of some of the thoughts in your head, and also to help you just move forward in this process. And I think you were experiencing a little swelling in your feet, I believe, at mm-hmm. the time too. But mainly for me it was more beyond to that emotional side to help ground you, to help you and help you be able to move forward. And it was just some, also some gentle, I think, massage techniques that I, from my doula work and end-of-life doula and birthing doula, there was some gentle massage techniques I told him to use on your feet as well. Mm. And I thought it was a good opportunity for the two of you, too, to to be together in those moments, kind of setting the stage for what was going to happen over
0: the next couple of days. Right. So... Then we were in the hospital, and oh, yes. believe me, we tried everything to to naturally induce, yes. <laughs> including I was taking some really bumpy bus rides and eating all sorts of random things, but um, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And and so we went to the hospital, and um, they put you on this this drug for I guess it's supposed to last 24 hours, and I don't think it worked on me really. So yeah. you, I think you had cleared the room, which was really helpful because um because we were going to be there for a while and we wanted to make sure that um we felt comfortable in the space and and that night i remember trying to fall asleep <laughs> waiting for this drug to work and the next door i heard other people giving birth <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> and and never having you know been through this process um it was just very it was it was a surreal experience to hear someone um kind of cry out in that way and and then you like the entire team of doctors were kind of like put, encouraging her and and um pumping her up and I was I looked at my husband I was like we have to sleep through this this is the oddest <laughs> hotel room I've ever been in but um but it was I think it was the start of what was very calm experience and and i do remember that that moment when when you recommended that rob just kind of hold me and we sway and the contractions were really quite strong at that point in time and i didn't have any medication at that point either and because i was induced uh the contractions are generally stronger too so i remember um one of the nurses had actually come in and had seen us it looking like just this like calm <laughs> swaying, we looked happy, and she was like, "What is going on here and And I actually think that she she was very surprised that that I didn't feel that level of pain um and I think that's one of the things that is really helpful about Reiki and also this perspective of um being as calm as possible as opposed to giving in to fear is that then you're able to kind of move through the contractions without feeling right um feeling pain. And so I remember the nurse asking, you know, on the level of one to ten, what level are you? And I said, well, I don't know. I mean maybe it's maybe it's three. I mean you definitely feel the the contractions and they come in waves, but it was, it felt more like a game, like watching the monitors yeah. and seeing, oh, <laughs> it there it is. <laughs> Here it comes again. And then, so that was, I'd say that was the before. The before was this calm, beautiful period. Um, my husband was there. My mom was there, too. My mom is very, um, if you imagine, like, Asian, overprotective mom who's, who's <laughs> like, has your best interest in mind. That's her. I love her. And, um and so it was very interesting to have we were only allowed two people in the in the room at a time. And so it was it was like a dance to have all three of you there. Yeah. And and then then I got the epidural. And so this was something that that I knew I I knew I wanted to have because um, with my medical conditions, I I wanted to take away pain at the moment of birth, essentially, I have you know, um, eye issues, and so my concern was that the pressure of of pushing, let's say, a baby out would increase my eye pressure and like do further damage to my vision. And and so even with a pain tolerance set of three at that time, I opted for the epidural. And so that to me felt like that was when the it kind of went downhill from there and so you you had to step in and and kind of um see a lot of things happening so yeah. and i was probably um kind of delirious at this point because i hadn't eaten much i was on an iv um and i wasn't used to being in this kind of hospital room either so tell me what your what your perspective was um, during that time, the epidural.
1: Well, as as you said earlier, everything was kind of going along calm as calm as <laughs> right. expected, and I think you're experiencing what most people do. They expect, you know, like when you have reiki, am I going to feel something different? Is this going to happen? And more of it is a subtle energy of calming things and just making a whole environment conducive to what's going on, which is what we experience. And then I think when you had um, the epidural, and I think at that time I was going to stay in the room with you, but they wouldn't allow anyone else to be in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think when you had the epidural, um, and then Rob had gone back in, he came out to get me and said, you know, Julie would like you to do some Reiki. He said she's, she's upset. There were some issues with the procedure and so on. And I know that I came in and, and you were – sort of different at that point. I think it was starting Mm -hmm. to really take its toll and I could see that. So we did a little Reiki together, got you calm. And I think I I was observing you as time went on, how, how it was really starting to affect you, which is normal, but still you were not really complaining a lot about pain or uncomfortableness. I think you were just tired and exhausted. And I think at that point, it was kind of being poked and prodded and things going on. And and I think all of that is kind of a little violating and starting to get I think it was starting to affect you that way so when I did the Reiki I tried to work on just calming and clearing your mind and getting those images and those thoughts away so you can concentrate on what was going to happen because we knew now more contractions were going to come and things were going to heat up so it was definitely a change but I felt like you still stayed. I think, stronger than you you realize. Mm -hmm. I think through this process, it went from, as you said, you being really afraid to kind of growing into Mm -hmm. a different person. It seemed like a transformation as time was going on. I think you were drawing strength from where you didn't even know you had it, Mm -hmm. even though at the same point, it seems like you're breaking down. It's kind of your building up. It was definitely a transition when I came back in the room. And then it's just adjusting to kind of meeting that need Mm. before it was staying in the background and helping you and Rob and just clearing the space and channeling Reiki to make it a nice, calm environment and helping you a little bit to now becoming really focused on helping you get through the rest of the time that. That you needed
0: to. Hmm. I'm glad you kind of shared that because it was, I think my my tendency is to focus on the you know like the little things that that um, keep me from seeing the the big picture. Which was that yes, you know I did go through yeah. and got the epidural, which is you know not something to sneeze at either, and no. the process itself is. Is different from your normal everyday, you know, drawing blood or something. Yeah. And I think what was most um, alarming to me was to have all the support physically in the room, and then because they didn't allow people, other people other than you know their medical personnel, to be in the room with me for the epidural, it that was alarming, and and i i don't think there is a substitute to have someone there who's yeah. for you and um i think what was what was the saving grace for me was this the anesthesiologist had the voice of a friend of mine oh, his voice nice. was exactly like um the, the best man of our wedding rob's uh, best friend and so that was the only thing i could really hold on to because the the procedure itself was something that i was um afraid of as yeah. well and and so it was really helpful when after it was all over to have you come back in and kind of reset me because it was I, I have yeah i've never had surgery before i've never had to you know have all these things attached to me and so it was a completely new experience and um i was surprised at how much i still felt with an epidural and I think that was what if I were to do a PSA for other you know future moms out there is that when um, that everyone has their own experience with an epidural and I for some reason thought I wouldn't feel a thing but I did feel um, more than I anticipated so just I think if I had known that then maybe I wouldn't have um, reacted the way I did. Coming up you'll hear about the birth and let's see where that journey leads us. Welcome to Hashtag Moms Got This. Get your mom life fix four days a week. I'm Michelle Park. And I'm Stacey Eagle. Together, we chatted up with a new boss mom each week about her journey and why she's got this. Make sure to subscribe and show us some love on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever the best podcasts are found. And remember, mom's got this. So to set the stage, we've, um, we're now at sort of the, the final phase of my 30 hour (laughs) induced labor. And, and I've, I feel like I've, progressed a lot when i'm in that calm state so i remember you um again doing reiki and i think rob was also doing reiki at my feet yes and we had hypnobirthing meditations playing on his laptop which again is meant to calm me down um there there was a point when my mom even was doing acupressure on my hands yes. because it, it was the contractions were getting much stronger and i was i was feeling it i was feeling far more than i thought i would and it was highly highly uncomfortable and and it, it i think then it was a turning point if i could paint the picture of kind of a like a sine curve or something where yes. like in the beginning <laughs> was really beautiful and calm and then after the epidural it was It was, it was like every, every um, soul lesson that I could have just all operating at the same time. For example, my, like dealing with my, my view of my own body and what I'm able to experience and get through. I had, you know, my relationship with my mother and my mother, you know, like telling me what to do and my, my kind of need for freedom. I had, I think... Rob, my husband and my mom probably had some karma things, too, because he was um, yeah. dealing with her, too. And and I think there was a lot about um, for me, like letting go and just trusting that the medical establishment was there um, for my best interest, because I also came in with a lot of um a lot of beliefs just from other like tragic things that happened in my family where I didn't really trust doctors and I didn't trust Western medicine. And, and then there was a, it finally led to a a point where, um, where I I felt like, okay, this is it. I'm on, I'm on the wagon of moving forward, as you said. And, and I was at this point like ready for the baby to, to come out so that, you know this this will all be like the the chapter can close and so what was interesting for me is that it felt like a dance with the three of you yes. in the room and um i know that that you weren't there um for the actual birth because i i really wanted my husband and my mom to be there but i know you were sending reiki like Even if you weren't physically there in the room. So can you talk about what that experience was like and kind of, you know, not being in the room, sending Reiki and also um, calling upon like a larger community of, of people to help? Okay.
1: Well, first, also, when when we were getting closer at that point and sort of, as you said, doing that dance between the three of us, one of the other things about having a doula or a Reiki master there is that the person's actually able to step back and see what's going on and think about what is best for the patient and what you need, and we can channel Reiki from different places. Um, as you said. And there was one point that we left the room while the nurses were doing something with you. And when we were in the hall and, and we were walking, I said to Rob, I said, from this point forward, you need to stay with her. I said, we can figure everything else out between Julie's mother and myself, but you need to stay with her from this point forward. It needs to be the two of you. And it's nice to be that person that can step back and kind of see that your husband was trying to negotiate at times what you needed and who would be in the room and not be in the room. Mm -hmm. But I think you got to that point where it needed to be the two of you, and then I would be in there when you needed me. I can do what I can do from a distance. And then your mom there when you, you know, when you needed her. And we sort of made that transition from that point. And then I saw your husband even taking charge more to say, okay, Lisa, she truly wants you to come in to do Reiki, or can you sit outside for a while while her mom comes in with us? And we kind of just did this dance, like you said. But sitting in the waiting area... I was channeling Reiki to you, which you can do. And we also do what we call sending Reiki to a situation or putting someone in a Reiki bubble, which means you're receiving this much Reiki as you need when you need it Mm -hmm. without the person physically being in the room. And then we have all the... Medical Reiki masters that have trained, we have a private Facebook group, and we usually keep each other informed when something's going on. So I let them know when you were being induced to please send Reiki send Reiki to my client, they send it for you, they send it for me to give me the energy to keep going, they send it for the space, so throughout I can just pop in there and just say a little bit, you know, we're getting close now, and everyone's just saying, I'm sending Reiki, thinking of you, sending healing energy, so you kind of have that whole force of this whole little army behind you, Mm -hmm. sending you Reiki when we're not actually you know in there not there or when i wasn't actually in the room to just know that you were always getting what you needed and when we do and when i create that reiki bubble i always put the intention that you know every for every every time my client braids in let them get the amount of reiki the dose of reiki that they need to help and sustain them so it felt like you were covered and the room was covered for everyone in there. And a lot of times the intention also is for everyone that enters and is helping you to all be affected in the way that they're open to and can be affected by this Reiki. So it kind of keeps all the players calm and in that good energy as well. So everyone that's affecting you at that time is doing it you know, in, a, in a better way.
0: mm mm-hmm. I felt really supported and loved knowing that that it wasn't, you know, just I mean, I really I had a ton of support already with with my husband, my mom and you there. And but to know that there's a whole community of other people um, sending their intentions of love and healing, it was very it was very powerful for me and definitely um, something I needed.
1: Yeah. And especially Raven as well. I was keeping her informed. And then she was there, you know, for me saying, you know, you're doing great, Lisa. Glad to hear this. Keep me informed. So she was aware, too, and sending you Reiki as well. So
0: Yeah. And and then the moment came when it Uh. was it was my husband on one side, my mom on the other helping me and uh i at this point time just doesn't mean anything because it's already been 30 hours oh God, yeah. <laughs> and so what's another hour and a half right of of you know pushing a baby out and and so jonathan was born on february 5th and it was it was a really i've had the kind of time to look back on it now but it was very interesting because um i actually i i fainted right afterwards and it was a moment when i was supposed to get up to go to a, a different recovery room and there was this kind of surreal moment when the nurse um basically told me and i don't know where she got this from but she she said repeat after me i am not weak i am strong and and so i did and then the, that was all i remembered. then i fainted apparently it like happens and and um and I fell over, and it was—it's—I uh, don't know how you pronounce it. It's like a vasal vagal or, or vagal or something like that. And essentially, the blood just doesn't reach the head or the brain in time, and so um, it looks like a seizure. And it was this moment when I, I felt like I—I I just was in another world. I wasn't conscious of that world I was in, but I was. I was when I came back when I've regained consciousness I thought everything was a dream and what I kept saying was when I saw all the doctors kind of rushing in I guess they like pressed the emergency button or something and I saw you know people surrounding me I was like I was like wait I thought I th- I swear this was all a dream. Do you mean this is real? Like in my head, I was I was asking people, "It was this real that I had just given birth to a baby?" And so it was it was incredibly odd, and yet with with some reflection, I think it it kind of helped me eliminate the version of me that was weak. And what remained, it's like that part of me died. And then what remained was the person who was strong. And that was something that I had been dealing with for years leading up to the birth. And I don't know whether you were kind of there for that or um, I think by that time, it, that was already the next day. So you might have actually had gone home, but it was, it was very looking back on it it was a very important spiritual uh lesson for me to go through that and and to see that there were a there was just a huge community of support around me and and i i wish that upon everyone to for anyone who goes into an operating room or goes into their birthing room to have that community, not just like those people who are physically there, but also those people who are there in spirit or, you know, somewhere else. And, and I felt like it was, it was a moment where I saw the power of different methods of treatment, where I saw how the i saw how the reiki helped i saw how hypnobirthing helped and acupressure and i also saw how western medicine was important and in my mind finally i saw everything as completely integrated and necessary and all just contributing to my health and well-being so um i learned a lot <laughs> in that
1: um, when you, when that happened, when you passed out, I was communicating with your husband. So at that point, I was I came in. After you had Jonathan, um, Rob came out and got me and said that you, you wanted me to see the baby. And I came in, so the baby spent a little time with you, and then I left so you you and your family can um, be alone. And then I was communicating with your husband the mm-hmm. next day, checking in on you. And when that happened, he had told me, and I, I sent you... I was sending you Reiki. And I think there was a period where I had said to him, if Julie wants, I can send her some Reiki. And I think then you fell asleep and the baby was sleeping and I sent you some Reiki. So we were communicating over the next couple of days and sending you some energy. So Rob had filled me in on that. And he said that, you know, and then he said that after that you were feeling better and I even I think I even said to him, She's a stronger person now because I can see that yeah. change in you it was sort of evolving and that change in you. But I was aware that was going on and sending you Reiki.
0: Thank you for that. I did yeah. feel that it was a turning point. Yeah. And and the recovery was fine. Like, it didn't need pain medication, didn't, you know, even with yeah. the stitches and all of that. And it was all... It was far better than I thought it would be. And looking back on it, it was, it was a multi-day transformation period for me. And I um, am really glad that you could be a part of it and yeah. could really provide that level of support and love. I mean, really, I just felt loved by you.
1: Oh, thank you. I felt it was, we got very in a short, well, I wouldn't say short period of time, (laughs) 30 plus hours, but there was such a connection. And in as I said, in other births that I was in, I was there at the time the baby was born. So when I left the room at that time for you to have Rob and your mother there, it was kind of a weird feeling, Mm -hmm. but still in the outcome, it all, I don't think we could have felt closer even if I was there at that moment. And when Rob came out and, and said the baby was born and he had the little footprint. Yeah. It, and he said, um Julie, we'd like you to come in and and meet Jonathan and spend a little time and, and you know, and then you can leave. It was just such an honor. And when I came into the room it hadn't even felt like I left. Mm. You know, and you can see, like even a change in your mom. She was so much calmer at that point. <laughs> Rob was you, and even in in all of that, that might have happened after you. Were, you were didn't look like you just went through thirty hours of labor. <laughs> I think when I came in, I think you were breastfeeding Jonathan. You were up, you were holding him. Yeah. You were just. It was such a major change in in that period of time. It was beautiful. And
0: it really was. Well, it has been four months since that. And wow. and Jonathan is so cute, so full of Adorable. love and joy. And I can't even imagine that I had all the fear <laughs> leading up <laughs> to it now, which is actually really great. And and I remember thinking right afterwards, I was like, oh, that's it. Like, no more. That's I'll just do this once. But now after looking at him and seeing just how much joy he brings I I only want him to to have you know siblings (laughs) so there may be more coming who knows um but to do this again (laughs) yeah we get to do this again but I I just can't wait for him to to grow up in a family that that kind of um is is aware of all of this of of intuition of reiki of energy healing of it's wonderful. of western medicine all of these things so it's it's a it, it's an exciting time for him too yes and so how can other people or no how how can what's the best way? Like how can our listeners, yeah, hey, have can listen, listeners. Yeah. how can our listeners get in touch with you or learn more about your work? Um, probably best way is
1: to email me and I can send them other information and um, they can email me at reiki with L Wolfson at gmail.com is probably the best way.
0: Yeah. Great. Any final thoughts that you like our listeners to take away?
1: I think just to really consider um having reiki with them having reiki when they're in um giving birth or in any of these medical settings and just just to really consider the benefits and what it can do for them just all combining the holistic approach with western medicine I'd like them to really give some thought to it.
0: Nice. Well, Lisa, it has been just amazing having you um be really a a family member of the family at this (laughs) point and and for sharing your work with with everyone and for you if you uh, know of someone who is giving birth or uh, may go into the operating room then definitely consider what medical reiki can do for you i'm julie chan and until next time be on the lookout for all possibilities Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us.